0: Welcome to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when babies come into the world, for the first few months, the only real people on their radar are their parents, the most important people in the world. Good morning, everybody. Good morning,
1: everybody. Well, now if I can only. And get back in, in the, the day
0: when Aunt Daisy ruled the airwaves with her hotchpotch of home hints, homilies, and poems, at the heart of that family unit was marriage.
2: Married life. When I was young, I used to think that married life would be an endless round of kisses and having friends to keep.
0: But these days, as we know, some marriages don't make it. Separations happen and families become blended with others, and it can be really hard.
3: It was a hectic and a crazy time, the actual separation.
0: You've got the emotional
2: side of breaking up with somebody, but you're also feeling really, really guilty for the children.
1: I was terrified of not seeing them all the time. That, to this day, is still the most unnatural feeling in the world. I love my children immensely, and I like them, plus they're easy. So I've always wanted to be around them. And so three nights a week I'm not, and I hate
3: it. Marriage may not be forever, but children certainly are. Without doubt, there's no other aspect of separation that's more upsetting than the thought... What about the children?
0: And as this instructional documentary on marriage breakups from the 1970s shows us, what's most important is how the children cope. I think the hardest thing was seeing, particularly my daughter, upset a lot. You know, that guilt would
2: come in and I'd be feeling almost like you'd kind of failed in the family situation and that
1: would make it pretty tough at times. Remember that your children should not carry the burden for your failed relationship and that... The person you may not like much in the moment, or even hate, is the other most important thing in your children's lives.
3: There were times when it was hard for everyone, but the more consistent the plan was for the kids, the better it was for them.
0: Because basically any breakup is going to be tough for the kids. Now, this is not a
4: message for parents to stay together for the sake of the children, but it's really important to hear that parents have to go into these experiences with realistic expectations of themselves and their children and have a plan for dealing with the pain rather than hoping they can avoid it.
0: So this is Catherine Gallagher, a clinical psychologist on how to deal with your children's very natural belief that their parents should be together. Yes, they
4: might be fighting. Yes, mum and dad might not be happy. Yes, I can feel unsettled, but I love both mum and dad and I can just wish that it was all gonna be okay this is not to say that children cannot adjust to life post separation and in fact many aspects of their life might actually be better but remnants of this fantasy remain and it's really important
0: to acknowledge especially as new partners turn up on the scene. So children are going to need extra support the problem is their parents who would normally provide that support are also under huge stress and so Catherine Gallagher says that's when parents need to seek help
4: themselves. If you wanted a take-home message, it's about the huge importance of parents taking care of themselves through this so that they continue to be a source of support to their kids.
0: That said, it's all right to admit that you're finding it difficult. It's okay and in fact quite helpful
4: for children to see their parents experiencing emotion as this can normalise and validate their own feelings. But kids also need to see their parents managing these feelings and the underlying message has to be, hey this is tough now but we're going to be okay. If the emotions are overwhelming, really important that parents get their own adult support so that children aren't burdened with this.
0: And the other thing to remember is that for your child, both parents are equally important. Even if you might feel aggrieved, it's something your ex-partner's done.
2: I had to do all the running around, getting them ready for school, taking them to daycare. Then they'd go out to their dad's on the weekend and he would take them fishing and hunting and all the fun stuff, so that part of it was quite difficult.
0: But generally this kind of stuff is best kept to yourself or to other adult confidants, rather than pointing it out to the children.
2: I always kept that very separate from them. I thought that would be too unfair on the kids.
1: We never put the other parent down. I know of people who spit venom when they talk about their children's father, and it just breaks my heart to see how that impacts on the kids.
3: we still have differences of opinion at the moment. The kids can make up their mind on a lot of stuff, which is good. But, yeah, it works pretty well.
2: As they've got older, they've actually said to me, I can understand why you and Dad aren't together now. So they can see the differences in us, which is (laughs) kind of funny, I guess, but... They have had good times with their dad and they've had good times with me and it's just unfortunate that it's been separate.
0: And even back in the 70s, as our old divorce doco shows, they were still conscious of trying to rein that negative stuff in.
3: It's important for parents to control any ill feelings and for the one with custody to encourage regular visits or frequent contact with the other parent.
0: That
4: comes down to that divided loyalty idea that you you might feel completely justified in some of the things that you're feeling and saying but you've got a little person there who also loves the other
0: parent. So back to Catherine Gallagher, our clinical psychologist. I might have had a really nice
4: time at mum's and actually I quite like her new partner
0: but I can't tell that to dad.
4: Because that's going to hurt dad's feelings. So, you know, children can get really confused about what's okay and what's not okay. And if you're able to, and this is tough, but if you're able to keep kids at the centre, then allowing them space to have had a nice time at the other parents, you know, can be a real challenge but a really important thing.
0: And you don't need to put on a false show for your child either. In that kind of situation, it can
4: feel really painful, and to pretend it's all, hi, oh, fine, is it lovely, hi, five, in fact, I'd love to go out for dinner with this guy, that's going to feel not true. Or in some situations, it might be true, you know, because some blended families do work beautifully in that way. I think to say something real, like, actually, it's taking me a bit to adjust to, you know, this person being in your life, and there might be times when I might look a bit puzzled or, or feel a bit kind of sad about that, but you know what? I'll get through that. And it's really okay for me that you like them, because if they're going to be part of your life, then what's important to you is going to be important to me. You know, that kind of thing, which is not Miss Pollyanna and saying, yay, it's being real, but it's allowing that child a space to have the feelings they're going to have about
0: this stuff. So down to the nitty gritty and the daily workings of this thing, what can you do that's practical?
2: I think the fact that they got to see their dad a lot really helped and it became quite normal for them after a time.
3: Just having consistency, really, throughout what was going on, that the kids knew where they were going to be at what time.
1: We still go to all... The kid's events together, his new partner comes along. That just shows to your children that despite the fact that their parents aren't living together anymore, they're still your parents and they're they're still a united front for them.
0: And keep those routines going because kids still want to know that someone's in charge. The children really need you to be the boss. They don't need a friend, they don't
4: need a flatmate, they need a parent and I think that sometimes when people are moving into a solo parenting dynamic and if stress has been high what can ever so subtly happen is that the child becomes a friend becomes a confidant and you know the child might say yeah tell me tell me what's going on but actually they don't always need to know what's going on or they need to know what the age-appropriate message about what's going on and that things are going to be okay.
0: And talking about what's happening, so looking at the weekly calendar, can be a really good way to reset things each time the child returns to your new home. Good to sit down and just go, hey, you know, welcome home, this is what the week looks like,
4: hope you had a nice week. You know, you can always talk about what happened if you want to, but you know, again, not kind of pushing for information, but just having that opening but you're grounding them in life in in this home. So reminding them about expectations and, and not that you give them a lecture, but just developing those traditions to say this is where we are now, let's get used to being here.
0: Those things can
4: help kids settle.
0: And don't feel you need to pull out all the bells and whistles every time you see a child. Parenting well is actually enough. That can be the temptation
4: for some parents to think, "Oh gosh, if their kids haven't had a great time, then you know they're going to like the other parent more or... and and there can be some some envy and some jealousy and some conflict there. We're all going to do this differently, but my shout out to parents is that if you're doing the homework and doing the pickups and drop offs and doing the, the the parenting, kids aren't necessarily going to high five you around that stuff, but it's actually what they need and remember we're we're wanting to be in that role of a parent. And so those things are incredibly important, and don't ever underestimate that, even if they don't get so much kudos.
3: And ultimately, most people make it work. I guess it's like anything people want the most of it, and what they're capable of doing with the situation that you're given. So, yeah, I, I love my life right now, it's great.
1: We're not mates, we don't catch up and have a coffee Or have anything to do with each other other than he loves my children more than anyone else in the world and I know that and vice versa and that's one really special bond that we have.
2: It gets easier as time goes by but at the beginning now I think back I I actually don't um, really know how I did it at the time but you kind of just do because you have to.
1: Just try to put the kids first and if you make a mistake and you lose the plot, and you do something that is not becoming, or the other one does, tomorrow's a new day, (laughs) and you can start afresh. And that's us for today. This podcast
0: was presented and produced by me, Katie Gossett, Adam McCauley helped out with the music, and Tim Watkin is our executive producer. Our lovely historical audio comes to us from Nga Sound and Vision in Archives New Zealand. If you enjoyed the show, go to iTunes. You can review us there and also check out some other RNZ podcasts like Voices, the stories from some of New Zealand's diverse communities. And don't miss our next episode when I'll be looking at the extracurricular stuff. So brain development, social development and how you can help your child.